2022. We're almost into September. It is crunch time, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Fantasy Baseball Today. Scott, how was Braveheart? Oh, it was just as I remembered it. <laughs> Come on. You had one <laughs> thing to do this weekend. You couldn't even I'm do it. I'm telling you, life is a little complicated right now. Not a lot of three-hour windows for movies. Fine. Maybe, maybe you know, maybe when I go on uh, on my paternity leave, I can watch it in in like segments, like half hour segments. No, I don't do and that. And I can report back to you after it's over. No, that's the worst way to do it. Hey, good morning, Heath. How you doing? Welcome to the show. You know, really weird. I don't watch movies that often, but I had a crazy Friday night writing, crazy Saturday writing, and then of course the fight Saturday night. So yesterday I watched two movies. Oh. Whoa. Yes. We watched um Kong, Skull Island, the newest Kong movie. Yeah, how was that? It was pretty good. It was entertaining, for sure. And okay. then we watched uh the new King Arthur movie. Uh, that Yeah, no interest in either. That's really, yeah, <laughs> no interest. So wait, you were complaining about how busy you were, and right. you watched two movies that nobody should watch. <laughs> there, no, King Arthur was a very, reviewed very well. Uh, okay. It, it was right. a, um, it lost the kids' interest, so I'm sure Adam wouldn't like it. Uh, wow. It was a, it was a pretty good movie. Alright, good to know. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed your weekend. I watched Game of Thrones, which was movie length last night. Uh, but watched a lot of football and a little bit of baseball. And here we go. Let's get into who we added and dropped on Fantasy Baseball today. You want to win your baseball league. You don't care about Kong and all that stuff. Um, well, I, uh, I added Edwin Diaz in our head-to-head points league. Dropped Zach Britton. Saw Brad Brock got the save yesterday. But Britton, e- either way, you know, he needs to be dropped in, in a lot of you know, shallower leagues. But the the thing is here, I'm going to start Edwin Diaz over Jamison Tyone. I'm going to move Brad Peacock to starting pitcher Tyone. Three bad starts out of four against the Reds this year. Mostly bad starts. So I'm sitting Tyone, starting uh, starting Diaz. I picked up Eddie Rosario. I picked up Trey Mancini. I obviously read Scott's hitter column. Uh, yeah, they're both sleepers. in it. Yeah. Yeah, who should I start, Mancini or Rosario? I'm thinking Mancini. He's got the seventh game. Well, Mancini is ranked ahead of Rosario on that list. Although Rosario and Mancini are both ranked ahead of Byron Buxton, but based on what transpired yesterday, I would now start Buxton over both of them. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about this here. Buxton, three home runs yesterday, and I tried to pick him up, but uh, I did not get him. 75% owned. He's batting 330 with eight home runs and eight steals. In August, but five walks, 25 strikeouts. How confident are you in Byron Buxton this week, guys? This particular week, like, I am, I agree with Scott. I would put him ahead of both of those guys. He led off the waiver wire column today. I think it's amazing that after the three homer game, after Sunday night, Monday waivers, which is presumably the busiest waivers night of the week, he's still available in 25% of leagues. Yeah. What are you people waiting on? It's just, it's true, like Hoskins, Reese Hoskins is now like 88% owned, so Buxton mm-hmm. could go a little yeah. higher, but it's just So at least 88% of, of fantasy owners, well, at least <laughs> owners in 88% of leagues are paying attention. Right, exactly. It's just this time of year, you know, you do, it, it's a good thing right now, because guys that shouldn't be available on waivers are available on waivers, and, and the players, the teams who are still in it, the fantasy people who are still in it right now can take advantage of that. So Buxton, so the, 75%. So the numbers... Just to put them out there, last 16 games, 355 batting average, now eight home runs, five stolen bases. And his, I, I pointed this out on Friday's show, 
Uh, you know, he had a, he had a great September last year and made us kind of hopeful coming into this year, or at least made me that way. But his strikeout rate for that month was 33% and it's only like 25% in August. So there are, um, there's reason to buy this beyond just, you know, the fact that he's hitting a bunch of home runs in a short period of time. I read also that, uh, he eliminated a leg kick from his swing. So oh, there it is. That's always a key. Always you can add or kick. get rid of a leg kick. <laughs> yeah. But small changes can make a huge difference in baseball. And a lot of times it ends up being a red herring. But I feel better knowing that there's at least something, some kind of change that happened there mechanically. Okay. So, you look, you got to start Byron Buxton at this point. Uh, I am pitching desperate right now in a, a Roto League. I picked up Parker Bridwell. He's got the A's this week. How do you feel about that? Uh, not good. Was Chris Stratton so... not available? I don't, I don't know. feel good about either. Well, I don't feel great about Chris Stratton, but I did write about him today. And I think it's like we can't just ignore what he's done in the month of August. He's made four starts against the Nationals, Brewers, and Diamondbacks twice. He's given up four runs and yep. struck out more than a batter per inning. And he gets the Padres this week. Two of the last three starts were ten strikeout outings. In between, he had a one strikeout outing. And looking at his minor league track record, not a big strikeout pitcher. And even yesterday with the ten strikeouts, eleven swinging strikes, which is, you know. He gets the Padres this week. Yeah. I could, okay. I mean, I could see him being a sleeper, but I don't. I don't think he does, Heath. No, he doesn't buy into it at all. No, I don't think he gets the Padres this week. He pitched yesterday, Chris Stratton. He gets the Cardinals this week. Well, then our um, but but seriously, schedule was incorrect. No, well, uh, maybe, but I'm looking at his <laughs> his schedule. Padres are are Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Cardinals are the last four days of the week for the Giants. But no, it's really interesting. Uh, I overlooked it because Stratton, yeah, like you said, last four starts he's faced the Diamondbacks, the Nationals, the Brewers, and then and the Diamondbacks again, and he's given up four runs. <laughs> And he has uh, 25 strikeouts in 23 and two thirds. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, you got to be desperate. I think Blake Snell is uh, uh, is someone. He's 44 percent owned. I have him yes. as like question mark. Is Blake Snell the next this week's Luke Weaver? Uh, this week's Luke. Well, this week's Luke Weaver. I don't. I don't. I don't know what exactly you mean by it that. Means... I, I think Blake Snell coming off. A, a string of starts where his walks have been down and now two in a row with seven innings and a strikeout per. I, I mean, we've been waiting for that kind of run for Blake Snell since he got called up early last year. So absolutely he needs to be owned. Um, you know, the, the fact that Luke Weaver's making two starts this week makes Weaver a higher priority for me, but they probably should both be owned. Yeah, no, no, with, uh, with Snell, is he the next, is he this week's Luke Weaver? Last week I was saying, pick up Luke Weaver! He's got one start, it's against the Padres this week, pick him up, start him, he was great. This week, Blake Snell, who has been pitching well, as Scott said, 338 ERA in his last seven starts, walks have been down, uh, 16 swinging strikes at St. Louis on Saturday. He's at the White Sox this week, so. There you uh, go. I think yeah. the White Sox have a pretty good, like, 10th best OPS against lefties, but I don't really care. Snell is 44% owned and, and definitely somebody you want to pick up. What I think is interesting is Snell is not even the best ad on his own team that's under 50% owned. Who is? Kevin Kiermeyer. 
45 percent ah. owned. He was drafted everywhere. Yeah. He hurt his hip. Everybody just cut him loose. Said, "Ah, he hurt his hip. Whatever." He's come back, and in nine games, he's got a 325, 357, 650 slash line. Blake Snell wasn't drafted everywhere. He was. I think Blake he, Snell he is was the, actually really bad. I think Blake Snell is the bigger talent, and I think he's at the the bigger position of need. I think that you are hurt by Kevin Kiermeyer's injury because he was <laughs> one of your breakouts this year. He was a sleeper, actually, and he he's doing it. Yeah, he, yeah, had, a, he but, had a two homer game. It, you know, he isn't really. He he's been ice cold since then. He's that's three, four, he had nineteen. Two hits and a double yesterday. I'm, I'm not saying I wouldn't pick him up anywhere. I'm I'm just like if I didn't really need steals, which he's not a huge contributor of anyway, but there that is an advantage in in a an environment that's kind of steals depraved deprived. Um, then you know five outfielder league. If I needed steals, yeah, I think he's a good pickup. But you know outfields. A lot better than I suspected it was coming into the year, and I just, I don't know. I'm not as high on Kiermaier now as I was then. How much do you guys trust Matt Moore this week? He is a two-star pitcher at San Diego and home against St. Louis. Trust is not the right word to use, but I think he should be started pretty much everywhere. I don't think I'd start him in the categories leagues, but points league... He's he's right on the the cutoff. If you look at this week's two star pitcher rankings, I wrote, um, I usually give like a categories league cutoff and a points league cutoff. He's at the bottom of the points league cutoff, but he's there, saved by that matchup against the Padres mostly. Okay, I'm trailing pretty big. Well, I'm in fifth place in a roto league. I don't have very little chance to win it. But if I'm gonna you know make a run, get close to third place, it's gonna be because I started Matt Moore, who had a great week. So I will take you're a not, risk. You're not. I mean, I want to get, I want to beat so. Scott. Scott's in fourth, I'm in fifth. I'm, it's a two man race, but that's, that's what I'm going that, for. That's right a now. fine, that's a fine motive. Yeah. Yes. If no, you're trying a, to catch Scott, that's a great motive. It's nothing personal, just I, I want to get to four. I, I don't think I can get I'm to third. I'm verging on three here. Okay? Alright, then maybe I want to get to third. I have my own ambitions. <laughs> Yo, you're Reese Hoskins in it, all the way up yeah, to third I am. place. Uh, I, hey. I had a lot of ground to make up in home runs. That's been my bad category all year in that league. <sighs> Eight home runs in his last nine games for Reese Hoskins. It's ridiculous. Who is the Rockies reliever to own right now? I mean, I, I'm not cutting Greg Holland, so it's it's still him. But uh, I would imagine Jake McGee gets the next save. He's gotten the last two. Sounds like they're going to pull back from Holland for a while. His slider's not dropping like it usually does, which is probably a correctable problem. But you don't want him trying to correct that in the ninth inning, as we've seen over and over again. His ERA, believe it or not, is over four now for the year. Whoa. Because it's been such a bad stretch. So at season end, Greg Holland's numbers aren't going to look very good for a closer, which is amazing. But uh, I do think he's going to get back on track and be their closer again within a couple weeks. I just saw something really cool about Reese Hoskins, and I know I can interrupt anything on the podcast to say something about Reese Hoskins. So (laughs) if he homers in his next plate appearance, baseball reference will have to change the formatting on their 162-game average because his 162-game average will be over 100 for home runs. Right now it's 99. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And it's only formatted for two digits. Yeah. If you That's played awesome. in a league where you only started one player every week, <laughs> one hitter, <laughs> Mike Trout is currently 0 for 17. Uh 
Paul Goldschmidt does have a series at the Rockies this week. But you have Hoskins, you have Stanton. Who would be your one hitter that you would start this week? Mike I, Trout. I think yeah, I go Goldschmidt. Well. He's got the three games at Coors. I'd go Goldschmidt. Okay. He does have three games at Coors. Reese Hoskins is the first half the of the week, 20. or the other half of the week. Yeah, it's the first half of the week. He has the Dodgers rotation. It's funny. There, uh-huh. there's a full week at Coors Field this week, but none of the three teams playing at Coors Field, the Rockies being one, of course, uh, has particularly good matchups just because there are tough matchups. The other half of the week for the two teams visiting and the Rockies get tough matchups all week. So, um, it's still a good thing playing at Coors, obviously, but not as good because of that. Reese Hoskins, the thing about him, and really the whole Phillies lineup, the Phillies have the best matchups of any team this week. So, you know, Reese Hoskins can't sustain this forever, but can he for one more week? Maybe. So, so he's going Trout. I'll, I guess I, I'll take Goldschmidt. Scott, who, who are you gonna take? Um, we'll do points. This is, we're gonna, uh, we're gonna, we're gonna revisit I, you this. You know what? I might take Stanton. Stanton, okay, not a yeah. <laughs> not a bad idea. Fifty home runs for Stanton, and the crowd of twenty two thousand five hundred went crazy. Uh, go to the game, people. And if you want to go to the game, you are a Marlins fan, you want to go to a game, get on SeatGeek. I big homestand for the Yankees, Indians, and Red Sox in town this week. I uh, really want to go to a game. I'm gonna get on SeatGeek basically as soon as it, this podcast is over. I've got the app on my phone now. I've already used the promo code. To save 10 bucks, that promo code is FANTASY. If you want to save 10 bucks on your first SeatGeek purchase, you type in the promo code FANTASY. But even without the promo code, I know that SeatGeek is going to save me time and money because SeatGeek searches multiple ticket sites to compare prices and find amazing deals. And to make sure that you get the most bang for your buck, SeatGeek grades every ticket based on value. So that, I mean, that's such a convenient thing. You go, you look for an event, and SeatGeek says, this is the best value. Buy these seats or if you just want to sort by price, you want to get into the stadium, into the concert, whatever it is, SeatGeek will help you do that too. Every purchase is fully guaranteed. You can shop for tickets on SeatGeek with confidence. So listen, you need to make SeatGeek your go-to app for finding the best deals on sports, concerts, comedy, theater. This is a great time of year to be going to events. Get out Labor Day weekend. Get out there, have some fun. Use SeatGeek and get $10 off your first SeatGeek purchase with our promo code FANTASY. Type in FANTASY on the SeatGeek app. Uh, or SeatGeek.com, promo code FANTASY for 10 bucks off. Let's read an email. Email of the day. Oh, actually, do you guys want to talk any more uh, ad drops? Any interesting ones that you did? Um, I don't think there's any left. I, I'm i still riding in, in deep leagues. Deep leagues where, obviously, Jake McGee's already gone. I'm, I picked up John Brebbia in a couple more leagues. I just have a feeling. Also, Blake Parker. Got a save this weekend. It was actually the first game. It was Saturday. It was the first game this year where he began the ninth inning in a save situation and got a save. And the next day, Cam Bedrosian, who he assumed was the front runner there, entered in the eighth inning, gave up three runs, took the loss. So obviously, Parker didn't pitch that game. So maybe they were saving him for the ninth. They clearly weren't saving Bedrosian for the ninth. Yeah, well, when Parker got that save... I don't know if this factors in at all, but the Angels scored four runs in the eighth inning to take the lead. It wasn't setting up to be a save situation. Now with the Cardinals, you that was on, you mean on Saturday when when Parker got the save? Yeah, on Saturday. Yeah. Uh, on with the Cardinals, you said Brebbia, but what about Tyler Lyons? He ha- he got the save on uh, no, he came in in a tie game in the top of the ninth. He got the win. Um, right. So that would usually be reserved for the closer. 
Who right. would you like there? I also, you know, there were a couple leagues where like I prioritized, again, we're talking deep leagues, Brebia and, and Lions right after him. I got both in some leagues. I do think it's going to be one of them. Uh, I think, I think they're still experimenting, but their experiments are ultimately going to lead to Brebia. Part because he's the right-hander and he just, his whip is so low. Even in the minors, it was so low. He looks like somebody who, you know, a little non-traditional, I guess, with the strikeouts, but he, he looks like he'd do a good job. Okay. Let's go to the uh, email then. It's from Marquise. He says, Dear Al, Bud, and Jefferson. That's uh, Married with Children. Sure is. Real quick, fair or foul? I'm locked into the three seed with one week to go in my league. I play the team currently seeded fifth. But the fifth and sixth place teams are neck and neck. My question is, would it be fair or foul to throw this week's matchup with the goal of playing what I view as the weaker team in round one of the playoffs? Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. All right, so if your real life team, your the te- whatever team you're a fan of, did this same thing, how would you feel about it? Uh, awesome. awesome. Yeah, it happens. It does what? happen. Yep. Teams throw games. No, yes. they don't. Well, okay, yes. to find throw play. games. They don't go out there and not try, but they put a lineup out there that's not that good. Yeah, they'll play a bunch of call-ups, <clears throat> trying to let a team win so another team doesn't get in. The most – look, I, I think you should try your hardest just out of respect for everyone else in the league. But What if you, what if you have no respect for this person <laughs> trying to keep from making the playoffs? If – no, I'm, I, I don't even feel good about that. I, w- I was going to say if you – Start players who you normally bench, you know, as long as they're still active and playing yep. or not, obviously, DL on the DL or something. Mm-hmm. I could go along with it, I See, guess. See, this is, but... this is the thing though. I, I think you take one side that this is either okay or it's not okay. There's no half measures. It's either okay to throw the week or it's not well, okay. Well, I was trying to, I was trying to have a half measure. No, I, no, I was I trying agree. to model it after the, what they do in real life. Cause obviously right, they right. don't try to lose games in real life, but they, you know, they may give their best players a day off. Right, right. Right. Well, I'm but giving my best player a day still, off and they're playing still putting, on the deal. They're still putting their bench players on in there and their bench players are still trying their hardest to win. Yeah. So I, I'm kind of with you. Like, I'm kind of with that theory. I don't know exactly where you stand on that, but you can, like, <clears throat> If I were in that situation this week in the podcast points league, I might start Jose Bautista over Trey Mancini. I happen to have dropped Bautista, but you know, cause he's, you know, don't start him, but I, I could do that. I wouldn't try to win. I would never start a player on the DL. That's wrong, but I could see myself using the players on my team to construct the worst possible lineup and not really trying to win. And honestly, I think I'm okay with it. I I don't like it. I don't love it, but I think I'm okay with it. You've earned that Here's right. Here's the thing: like, if if somebody in your league catches you doing this, they're going to think you're shady. Do you want people to think you're shady? Do you want people not to trust you? I mean, for me, that's an easy answer. I don't, but, but I don't think there's anything you know, wrong maybe, with it. Maybe maybe you have lower standards. I don't think there's anything. Maybe maybe then I I think it's only shady, or you only lose trust if you try to deny it. Right. No. Right. This guy is. Out in the open about not wanting in, to help in, someone in any as in any competition, <laughs> the the underlying understanding is that everybody's trying their hardest. If that if that 
understanding goes away, then the competition is corrupt. That's well, that's why they. That's why Pete Rose got banned for for betting on games no, as a manager. But, but this we is saw so. How well what do you mean? No, this is so common. That's exactly and, but this, that's like, that, that doesn't not make any sense in this analogy. This is so common in baseball. Like yep. you're you got a team that's trying to get into the playoffs and needs another team to lose. Okay, the Yankees are trying to get in the playoffs. They need the Twins to lose. The Red Sox throw out their Triple A lineup on the last day of the season because they got nothing to play for because they locked up first place. Like that stuff happens all the time. But that's the Yankees know, that's don't red. go. Hey, that rest is the primary. Reason yeah, they got a week off, five games even, off before the playoff that, game. Like the Houston Astros, tanking worked very well. The Philadelphia 76ers They're, have been tanking for half a decade. Ta- that's tanking not the same happens. thing. That's not the same thing. That's putting. That's trading away your immediate assets to build for the future and not having much left to compete. No, with. wait, that's but the, there's ve- no. There are very clear examples of basketball teams tanking. This happens all the time. They bench their best players and call them injured. Just to play the quote, play the younger guys, because they clearly want to lose. And, and that really affects playoff races too down the stretch. I mean. Well, I can't speak to basketball. We're talking about a fantasy baseball league here, right? But, I don't understand the baseball. economics of the NBA to com- enough to comment on that. But it happens in baseball too. Guys, you know, play the younger guys because they don't really care about winning down the stretch and that affects playoff races. Well, you don't think that those younger guys might have some upside that they're trying to develop? You don't think that's a legitimate? Sure. But I, I think it makes sense a lot of times for rebuilding teams to play the younger guys if they just, you know, if it's just some journeyman they got to fill in a to you know, to be a placeholder, basically. Yeah, no, that, yeah, it play makes the sense. young guy. Uh, it makes sense for them. That that seems like a completely different scenario too. Though. But they're probably hurting their short-term chances of winning to improve their future, which is exactly what this owner would be doing in this league. He'd be hurting his short-term chances of winning, a meaningless week for him, to improve his playoff odds of of winning by getting a weaker opponent. And I think it's a little different. Heath, where you stand? I like it. it. I like it. <laughs> I had no doubt. I, there's only one team in the league that I'm concerned with helping their chances, and that's mine. And if <laughs> keeping somebody else out of the playoffs helps my chances, I'm in. Okay. How about we look at the most added list? We can all agree that these are, in fact, the most added players in CBSSports.com leagues. Luke Weaver. We feel good about him being a two-star pitcher this week? Yep. Uh, I, I mean, I'm going to start him and hope he makes that second start, yeah. Mike Montgomery is scheduled to make two starts. They are against Pittsburgh and Atlanta. He, you know, he's been better as a reliever this year. Kind of an ugly starter. Not just this year. His last two starts have been very good. Yeah, with, yeah. with a, a, a space of relieving in between them. Uh, but I don't know that he's going to make two starts because John Lester uh, could come back this week. I did see something over the weekend that maybe Joe Madden might go six man for a while. So um, I think it's a seven-game week for the Cubs and Montgomery starting Monday. So that made me feel a little better about Montgomery's chances, but I'm not counting on it either way. All right, number three on the list is, it's Reese Lightning. Go Reese Lightning, you're Homer in every day. Come on, guys, do the backup. Reese Lightning. All right, anyway. Uh, Matt Moore, we talked about him. Mark... <laughs> Mark Leiter is 25% owned. Atlanta and at Miami. What do you think? Uh, uh, Light him up. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> I, nice. I don't think I want to do that. <laughs> Byron I don't think it's going to work well. <laughs> Byron Buxton, 75% owned. That was excellent. All right, this is the one. 
Edwin Jackson, 65% owned. Miami at home, Milwaukee on the road. This could ruin your fantasy season. Beware, Edwin Jackson. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not doing that. I'd be more likely to start lighter. All right. Uh, Jorge Polanco. All right, let me give you a little interesting tidbit here that I saw. I'm sure you guys are aware. But uh, Ian Desmond could be back this week. Has been playing some shortstop on his rehab assignments. Could play some shortstop at the expense of Trevor Story. They have six home games this week. Would you start Jorge Polanco over Trevor Story? Uh, I, I, unless I really feel confident that Desmond's coming back and taking Story's position, I just can't. Not with six games at Coors. And I did write about Polanco on the waiver wire today. Yeah, I agree. I, this is the first I've heard about Desmond playing shortstep on his rehab assignment though, so. Nice scoop, Adam. Thank you, thank you. Uh, Curtis Granderson. So how confident are you guys in Curtis Granderson this week? He's 48% owned. Not, uh, not quite the same righty heavy schedule, but still pretty good. How confident? Six, six righties. I thought I'd it was five. Start Kiermaier. What's that? I'd rather start Kiermaier. Well, what did Adam say? I thought I it was know. five righties? They, they do have a double header. Oh, did God. You factor I, that in. I did not factor that in. Okay. Yeah, so I think it's going to be uh, six. Buttons. All right, so I mean, actually, five is still a pretty good number. <laughs> actually, I have him with, I have him right now as six games, but it must be seven because the doubleheader and Robbie Ray and Clayton Richard on the schedule. Okay. So I don't know who's pitching that other game with a doubleheader. If that's a righty, that would be five out of seven games. Yeah, still pretty good. Yeah. And it's good. It's favorable matchups for the most part too. So I, I feel, I feel really good about Granderson. Okay, would you start Granderson or Buxton? Buxton. Buxton. Granderson or Eddie Rosario? Granderson. Rosario. Alrighty. And a little bit more on the most added list here. Blake Snell. Mike Fires, 79% owned. Scott, you talked about him last week. Uh, maybe we gave up on him too soon? Maybe, yeah. And I think among the pitchers who might still be available in your league, 79 is getting pretty high, but... Uh, he's, he's among the best two start options. So, uh, he's right behind Luke Weaver for me as far as two start sleepers go. Yeah, Mike Fires has the Rangers and the Mets. And the Mets now with, uh, with Yoannis Cespedes likely out for the year. They're one of the best matchups, I'd say. We've got another uh, Reese Hoskins update. Uh oh, hit me with it. Uh, guess who sent this tweet? Would I be a total wet blanket if I point out that six of Reese Hoskins' homers have been below 400 feet? You could stop it, wet blanket. That was obviously a Chris Towers tweet. (laughs) (laughs) Six homers below 400 feet. Oh, man. Wow, those are flyouts in most parks. (laughs) Yeah, because the wall is 400 feet in most parks, yes. I mean, that's like that that was like (laughs) when Dallas Keuchel had like a one-something ERA, and it was like, well— his BABIP is really low. He's can't be this. Of course, he can't be this good. And I would say uh, that Chris was right in that instance. He was largely terrible after that. What the hell are oh, you what talking about? His last about? Three starts. What are you talking about? <laughs> terrible take. Terrible take. All right. Oh, injuries. Okay, that was your Reese Hoskins update. So injuries. how many was it that were under four hundred? Six. Six of the eleven. So that means he's only hit five legit home runs in sixty-six at bats. Mm. Well, shame. Too bad he, he plays in such a cavernous ballpark. Okay, Would you like the, the last name of all the players he's homered off of? Oh, sure. Because this is going to make it worse. Worley, Stammen, McGrath, Crick, Nicolino, Uhara, Block, Straley, 
Wood, Travis, Hendricks, and Quintana. Yeah, got those cubbies. All right. Yeah. Look, he's not going to be this good, but uh... Quint- wait, Quintana, Hendricks, and Straley. I heard on there. That's not bad. <laughs> That's all we heard. Do you, do you expect everybody to hit all their home runs off aces? That's ridiculous. All right, all right here we go. In the major. Here we go. Starter sit. Starter sit this week. Gary Sanchez and Miguel Cabrera. Uh, there's a pretty good chance I've got somebody I'd start over Miggy. But not Sanchez? Like, don't start Miguel Cabrera. Are you kidding? He's facing a, what, a six-game suspension? And he's ba- been bad all year. Don't start Miguel Cabrera. Yeah, I, I agree. I don't know when the suspensions will take place, but, you know, could be this week. Gary Sanchez, though, that's a tougher one. I'm yeah, probably starting him. I mean, even if he plays two games, he's going to be better than a waiver wire catcher. Uh Carlos Correa, starter, so he's not going to come back early enough, nope. right? But, uh, yeah, go ahead, Scott, Correa. No, I was I was warming up for Turner. Ah, uh, Trey Turner, starter sit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was that that sound was Scott warming up for <laughs> Trey Turner. <laughs> uh, I he would he's wasn't had begun a rehab assignment heading into the weekend, so I think there's a good chance he's back for the majority of the week. Oh okay. man, there hasn't been an update lately. There have been so few updates on Trey Turner. Yeah, throughout I, this whole process, I think it's, it's like a major gamble. But dang, I would not start Trey Turner. Man, I don't. Maybe in an NL only league, but that's it. I thought it was uh, all right. All right, play it safe. Danny Duffy on the DL with a sore elbow. Uh, you actually, you know what? This is really tricky, guys. I don't know what to do about the Astros because they got with with the Hurricane. They're gonna have trouble playing on their upcoming homestand. It, it may not be a homestand. Yeah, they might have to travel. But are we concerned about them playing like four games this week? I don't think they're just gonna cancel them. I think they'll have to play them somewhere else. But there may be some that are postponed. postponed yeah, it's it's it is very tricky and not not really a great uh, you know this doesn't happen enough to really know what to expect. You know, it it, it would take a lot for a road team to suddenly play host. You know, I, I would guess I would guess that's not something they could just you know flip the switch and do. But um, they could switch a Rangers series, I believe, because the two yeah. teams play twice. They could flip that, but right, right. Not, I did see it's that. It's not convenient as a possibility, but are you sitting any um, Astros in, in anticipation of? No. I mean, I'm not sitting Altuve. I'm not sitting Springer. I'd think twice about McCann or Gaddis or Reddick. Um, you know, the the fringies. I would be. I would lean no on all of them, but okay. the studs. I think you have to stick with them. All right, there are three pitchers who two of them will and one might make his return from the DL this week. Matt Harvey could start Friday. Clayton Kershaw will start either Friday or Saturday, and Max Scherzer is going to start today. So of these three, we're clearly most excited about Matt Harvey, right? Um, yeah. <laughs> what? Uh, He's uh, mocking you. No, I actually am very excited. I'm not starting him or picking him up. I don't really care. But this guy was, Matt Harvey was one of the best pitchers in baseball. I am not completely giving up on his career, and I want to see what happens when he comes back. I think, I, I expect better next year. I'm not, I'm not counting on much this year. Um, you know, the velocity's still been kind of low in the minors. Supposedly he's building back up to midseason velocity. But, uh, I, I just, 
I think it's too late to really hold out your hope for Matt Harvey turning things around this year. The Mariners committed five errors in the first inning yesterday. That was wild. The Royals, if you're looking at the notes, Heath, uh, if you're, are you? Do you see the notes? Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I was going to ask you, how many innings since the Royals have last scored? I would say 34. 34. 34 innings scoreless for the Royals. Longest drought in team history. Uh, Lonnie Chisenhall's approaching a return. Jed Jerko could miss a few weeks with a hamstring strain. Greg Garcia started on Sunday for the Cardinals. Cody Bellinger should be back on Wednesday. That will likely move Adrian Gonzalez to the bench. <clears throat> and Victor Martinez is on the DL with an irregular heartbeat. Scary situation. And we hope for the best for Victor Martinez. All right, in the bullpen, Jerry's Familia was bad. So it looks like he's a ways away, I think it's safe to say, today, from reclaiming the closer's role from AJ Ramos. Tyler Lyons got the save in that start, in that appearance where Lyons, oh no, he didn't get the save, sorry. Lyons pitched the ninth inning in a tie game at home. That's the second time yeah. this podcast you've made that mistake. Yeah, sorry. But in that game, Brebbia <laughs> pitched the eighth for what it's worth. You heard Scott's yeah. take on it earlier. Yeah. Uh, Brad Brock got a save on Sunday. He's 33% owned. And Aroldis Chapman gave up a game-winning home run against a lefty on Friday. So he still appears to be a ways away from getting that job back. Mm-hmm. And I tried to pick up Robertson in a league, and I screwed up, and I forgot to DL someone. I didn't have enough roster space. Could have had him. But, uh, yeah, screwed that up. So there we go. Well, but Batances got the last save, right? He got a save over the weekend? Yes, he did. Yeah. Now, on the day, I don't know if Robertson was available that day. On the day before that, it looked like they were using Robertson as a closer. So I think, I don't know. I would guess maybe Batances gets two out of three saves. So Robertson's not that attractive. But I could be wrong. I'm often wrong. <clears throat> we all are. Hitters. Nobody's perfect, Adam. Ah, I try to be. Mm. But, you know, I also think it's okay to tank. This this so. podcast is evidence that you're not. <laughs> Did I mention that uh, Tyler Lyons did not get a save in that game? Did not get a save. <laughs> All right, some hitters to talk about other than Reese Hoskins and Byron Buxton. Delano to Shields, if you're still looking for steals. Delano to steals. Delano to steals. Ah. Yeah. Delano to sit down on the bench because Carlos Gomez is back. But I don't know about that because he, he started on Saturday with Gomez back. To steals sat on Sunday, but they were giving Adrian Beltre a DH day. So and what about Gallo? He's still out. He's still out. He's still out. Over under on number of, they play six games this week or seven? I think six, but I don't know. I would say three and a half. Maybe four. Well, okay. I mean you're I feel like the Shields utility is as a uh steel specialist, so strictly a categories league option and you know, if you're just looking for steals padding, you'll take four starts from him this week. Uh, yeah, probably. Okay, that's Delano to Shields. Jonathan Lucroy, he's been so bad, but at Coors Field, he's batting 324 with a 415 on base and still no power, 441 slugging, so you're probably going to be able to start Lucroy this week. Yep. Uh, don't drop Corey Dickerson yet. He's heating back up. Three home runs, two doubles during a six-game hitting streak. Woo. Yeah, don't drop him. I, I sat him in a 24-team league. And I am losing a two-week matchup because of it. Dum 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 dum. Actually, it was it was justified. Uh, how about uh, how about Ozzy Albie's guys? He's thirty-five percent owned. Albie's in his last nine games is batting four twelve with two steals, four doubles, four triples. That's a twelve thirty-eight OPS. He hasn't homered, but uh, Ozzy Albie's 
doing very well for the Braves. Yeah, and his, the strikeout rate's been low since coming up, so he's he's having his own. Remember how Reese Hoskins was like 0 for 11 to start out? Yeah, but it was like, oh, but he's not striking out, and he's long. Ozzy Albie's is doing the same thing in his own Ozzy Albie's way. Yeah. So, so I, I'm trying to think of second baseman. Mm. Would you rather have Colton Wong or Ozzy Albie's? Depends how many lefties are on the schedule, probably. Yeah. I uh, mean, you know what? I'm going to take Albies anyway. I, 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 this sounds funny. I think Albies has more power. <laughs> so let, like, let's just say hypothetically, what do we think Ozzy Albies' true BABIP should be? True BABIP. 340? I haven't seen his line drive rate, but 340 ish? 330 yeah, maybe? That, okay. Yeah, that seems generous. Because if that's the BABIP he had over the last nine games, he'd be hitting 240. He's got a 484 BABIP. So did he strike out? Did the strikeouts jump during that time? No, he's not really striking out. How is that possible? How that math works? Yeah, how is that possible? Because he's batting 412 in those nine games. Nobody expects him to do that. He has four doubles, four triples, two steals. I had him 395, so maybe I was 20 points too low. Yeah, well, that's okay. Maybe I'm. I don't know. I had him at 412. Okay. Uh, All right. I think that people should pick up Greg Bird. I really do. You know, Scott, you talked about how first base is deep, and and let's see it. First of all, I know Greg Bird sat against a lefty on Sunday, but okay, they, so there's that. They too. have said that he's going to be the regular, the everyday first baseman, mm-hmm. uh, eventually, and I think that could start soon. I also don't know how many lefties uh, they face. They face uh, two, at least two lefties this week. But um, the fact that first base is deep, I don't really know that it's relevant because all of those first basemen are owned. You know, it's not like there are that many that are available. And a lot of the ones that made it such a deep position earlier in the year have, have slumped. So I think Bird, I think he's like 35% owned or something. I think he's pretty under-owned, especially if you get points for walks or credit for OBP, because he's got a very good eye. The problem but is Adam, the, the leagues where you get those, you don't start a corner infielder. What do you mean? No, that's generally, not necessarily Generally true. speaking. Yeah, could, could um, be a categories league with OBP. But if you're saying all those first basemen are, like, you have to need a first baseman yeah. to want to pick up Greg Bird, and who needs a first baseman? I think I, I think you might just need a utility hitter. Uh, yeah, I mean, but and and then you know you talked about how some of the hot first basemen have cooled off. Logan Morrison homer twice ah, yesterday. Well, a lot so. of guys homer twice. It happens. It doesn't mean anything. <laughs> Are you starting Greg Bird over Miguel Cabrera this week? Yeah, of course. That's a no brainer because of the suspension. But even without the suspension, seven home games for Greg Bird. I don't mind picking up Greg Burden and John Brebbia sort of way, but that's that's as far as I could go with it. I'm calling my shot. You guys are going to be wrong about Greg Bird. He's going to be 70% owned this time next week. This time in a week. Wow. Yep. He's going to go all Hoskins on the world, huh? Um, 70 might be a little high, but <laughs> sure, I called it. Why not? How about Jake Lamb? Jake Lamb has sat against two of the last three lefties he's faced. He faces three more this week against the Dodgers and then at Colorado. Would you even? Think about sitting Jake Lamb. No. Okay. Mm-mm. Mike Trout's over his last 17. Who cares? And uh, Daniel Murphy, since the All-Star break, is batting just 256 in 37 games. I heard an interesting theory on why he might be slumping. He's, if you've seen Daniel Murphy hit, he's very crouched. He's got one of the most crouched stances. And uh, I think Dusty Baker theorized that it might be tiring his legs. It's kind of a lot to – it's a lot, you know? I mean, so. It's a lot of wall sits. Wall sits. Oh, yeah. 
Like you're, you're sitting... going to waltz it before, haven't you? Yeah, you like participated in some sort of team activity where they did that at practice. I mean, no? look at me, Heath. Do I look like a guy that's been doing a lot of <laughs> team activities? Yeah, but he's homered once every six games. His strikeout rate is still very low. I don't know that I buy that he's tired. He has not been doing well. Look at the points per week for Daniel Murphy. No, I understand. I understand. All right. I, I look. You can't players sit get cold. Murphy. You can't sit him. Uh, all right, that's it for me with the hitters. Let's talk about pitchers. Spend the rest of the time on pitchers here. Studs being studs, we probably don't have to talk too much about it. But Masahiro Tanaka, another very good start. He's got the Red Sox this week. He's a must start, right? No matter the matchup. Yes, sir. Yep. Kyle Hendricks, velocity a little bit better last start on Saturday. He struck out eight Phillies. Uh, that includes Reese Hoskins in that lineup. I think he gave up a home run, though. Right? Um, anyway, he's got the the Braves at home this week. How comfortable are you starting Kyle Hendricks? Um, the, the innings have been up lately, so against the Braves, I think it's fine. Yep. I think it's fine. Kenta Maeda. I don't know what his matchup is this week. I forgot to look that up. I apologize. but uh, He's not at Coors, is he? I don't think they're at Coors this week. I don't think they are either. No, I think he, I think he's at, I think Kentamayet is at San Diego this week. He's against the Diamondbacks. Damn it! It's the end of the Diamondbacks series. Mm-hmm. At the Diamondbacks, right? Or is it home? He is, uh, at the Diamondbacks. Starter set Kentamayeta. He's been uh, killing it lately. I, it's not an automatic start, but I'm fine starting him. I would rather start Kyle Hendricks. All right, they're pretty similar. Like they low ERA lately, but not a lot of innings. Yeah, but one of them gets the Braves, and the other one's in Arizona. Jimmy James Nelson. He had a great start, and you should feel confident in Jim, Jimmy Nelson. Uh, all right, so studs being studs part two. Are you going to start John Gray, who's been pitching very well, and his last two home starts were good. They were against the Phillies and the Braves. Are you going to start John Gray against the Diamondbacks this week? No. And it's at cores, so yeah, I agree. No thank you. Oh, it's so sad that you probably shouldn't start Patrick Corbin this week because he's got a sub-3 ERA over his last 14 starts, more than a strikeout per inning. He was just amazing last week in a two-star week, but he's at the Rockies. Starter sit Patrick Corbin. Not going to do it. (laughs) Starter sit Chase Anderson against Washington this week. Uh, Probably sit. Probably. Hear hear me out. Hear me out. I don't okay. think the Nationals are that bad of a matchup. Without Harper, with Zimmerman. I'm sitting Z- Ryan Zimmerman, by the way, in our points league. Um, with Murphy slumping. I know they can all have good games. And they're not a good yeah. matchup. But I don't think they're a must-sit matchup. I'm, Look, I'm, I'm taking Hendricks over him. I'm taking Maeda over him. I'm taking a two-star. Matt Moore? Fires over him. Two-star Matt Moore or Chase Anderson? Uh, Moore, points it, league. Yeah, if I could... If I had the space to pick up Matt Moore, then I would start more over him. But I'm probably not making a risky drop to pick up Matt Moore to start him over Anderson. And I think this is where it gets into who's on your team. Because I have a lot of teams with John Gray, with Patrick Corbin, with Taiwan Walker. I'd rather start Anderson over any of those three. I don't have any teams with Kyle Hendricks. Mm -hmm. Walker also at Coors Field this weekend. How about Zach Davies, guys? Zach Davies is 80% owned. It's been great. He struck out seven Dodgers and seven scoreless innings on Saturday. Still only 105 strikeouts and 156 and two-thirds. But would you start Zach Davies against the Nationals? Nope. He has been great. Zero or one earned run in six of his last eight, but those strikeouts aren't 
consistent enough for me to fully buy in, and it's a tough matchup. No, thank you. Studs being duds, part one. Cole Hamels had a 290 ERA in 10 starts before getting roughed up at the A's on Saturday. And still, I mean, even with that 290 ERA, just so few strikeouts. Uh, do you feel comfortable starting Cole Hamels this week? And do you have his matchup? Yes, of course I do. Now I have it. He's facing the Astros at Houston, supposedly. I I do not. Well, I feel more comfortable about starting Hamels than Anderson. Ah, but I'd rather not. I'd start yeah, Anderson. I think I'd start Anderson too. But I don't, I, I could see not starting either. Right. Sure. Ideally. Yeah. Uh. Wow. Boy, do I have to start some bad pitchers this week? What a shame. Me too. Yeah, well, that's baseball for you. How about Jose Quintana? He's he hasn't been that bad, but he had a bad start at Philadelphia. Do you have any any concerns starting Jose Quintana against the Pirates? No, no, no. I wonder how the Cubs feel about that trade now because Quintana's been kind of another Hendricks, you know, just kind of a mid rotation. It gave up arguably the best prospect in baseball and more. Well, Quintana's got a 110 whip with the Cubs and a 373 ERA. You gotta think better times are ahead. We've been saying that all year though, and he'll, he'll have the occasional start like his <laughs> Cubs debut, seven innings, 11 strikeouts or whatever it was. Yeah. But then just, you know, mo- half the time it's like. And I'll also say that a, a 110 whip and a 373 ERA is better than a mid-rotation pitcher now. In today's yeah. environment. He usually goes six innings. I mean, Hendrick's more likely to go five. All right, but you're starting Quintana. How about Carlos Rodon? Gave up nine earned runs over five starts combined, and then he got roughed up by the Tigers on Saturday. He faces the Rays this week, fourth lowest OPS against lefties, the Rays. Starter sit Carlos Rodon. I start him. Start him. All right, the next section, studs being duds part two. Tell me if these guys are droppable. Jamison Tyone. John yep. Lackey. All okay. right, we go one by one. Jamison Tyone. <laughs> yes, droppable. Jackson Tyone. Jackson Tyone. Uh, John Lackey. Droppable. Yep. Eduardo Rodriguez. He's droppable. He's my favorite of the three so far. Agreed. Jay Happ. Droppable, but he's with there. He's he's with Rodriguez. Maybe a little ahead of Rodriguez. Yeah, he's, yeah I have no interest. You don't have to have him on your team. Rick Porcello. I, uh, hmm. He's he's probably the best of this group so far, but you know, I don't think he's I don't think he's so good that if you dropped him, you'll really miss him. Jason Vargas, droppable. He is. Not only is he droppable, I don't know why you haven't dropped Jason Vargas yet. He's been six sixty nine ERA since the All Star break. Give me a break. Ninety one percent owned. Michael Waka. At San Francisco this week before we do anything too crazy. Well, okay, there's that. If if you're still not able to justify starting him with that matchup, though, which I don't think he's must start, mm-hmm. uh, then then drop. All right, Michael Waka. So Tyone, Lackey, Eduardo Rodriguez, J-Hat, Porcello, Vargas, and Waka all are droppable. They are not must drops, but they are droppable. Yeah, the only... One who I would say get him out of there before he burns you some more. Well, I'll say that about two, Tyone and Vargas. Okay. So, fringy starting pitchers part one. 
Julio Tehran. Nice start against the Rockies. He always seems to do well against the Rockies, apparently. At Philadelphia this week. Starter sit. And he's, he's oh. faced the Phillies twice recently and both have been terrible. Both were terrible. So, so every start, every time you start him, so the, the times you don't start him are when he actually delivers yes, a good start. Of course. He, he's there with Tyone and Vargas for me. Just. No. Yeah, I don't want to start him. Tehran, okay. Uh, how about Marco Estrada at Baltimore? It's not the best matchup. I, I, he's not the best pitcher. Yeah, I think he's worth owning, but I, I don't want to start him this week. Nope. I put in the notes that he has five quality starts in his last two starts. So Estrada's been great. <laughs> That's wrong. So if you're in a quality start league, definitely start five him. Five is not two and perfect. a half quality starts. Two. <laughs> I don't know. That's probably five in his last seven or something. Uh, all right, Colin McHugh. Are you are you going to start any of these guys? Colin McHugh against Texas. Sure. Parker Bridwell against Oakland. Nah. You know I have to not, start him. I already said that earlier. I'm not it's not terrible, it. but I I just don't have. Well, I don't really have faith in Bridwell as a pitcher. Kevin Gossman. I don't That's know great. who he faces. Toronto. Yeah. 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 yeah he he's it. been pretty darn good. Six of his last eight starts, two or fewer earned runs for Gossman. Gosman. Yeah, I like it. <clears throat> Sean Manaya at Seattle. Yeah. Mm, yeah. It's not an automatic no, but I'll take Gosman and McHugh over him. Luis Castillo at Pittsburgh. Obviously. Yep. Start him until they shut him down. Ooh, Denelson Lamette, 68% owned. This might be someone you you pick up but don't start. Last seven starts for Lamette, he's got a 263 ERA, uh, more than a strikeout per inning, 12% swinging strike rate. But he's against the Dodgers this week. <clears throat> yeah, I'm not starting him, that's for sure. Uh, it could, depending what my pitching needs were, I could see adding him. Mike Clevenger. Mike Clevenger at Detroit is pretty interesting. 68% owned. What do you think? Is that early or late in the week? He pitched on Saturday, so he's probably Okay, so later Friday. in the week? I think I would. They may, uh... You they think he'd start him? May have a bad lineup. They are better without... Miguel Cabrera. When you this have one of the a listen, bit ridiculous. when you have one of the worst regular, like he's been, got to be one of the worst regular first baseman in baseball, and he's batting not third. Not true at all. Who's? I bet you he is. He's he's not even a top thirty first all, baseman in fantasy. Okay, first off, who's worse? All seventeen first basemen the Yankees have played this year. Yeah, they've <laughs> had one of the worst. Uh, the Red Sox first baseman, Mitch Moreland. Yeah, uh, I, actually, Moreland and Hanley have probably been better than him. No. I bet they have. I bet if we just play the OPS game. Hmm. We're it talking about be, Miguel Cabrera. It might by be the closer way. than he thinks. If we just play the OPS game. His OPS, Miguel Cabrera's OPS right now is 744. How many first basemen in baseball have an OPS lower than 744? Um. He's slugging 407? Are you kidding? 407? Miguel yeah, Cabrera. Hanley's is higher. And Moreland's and so is Moreland's. too. Yeah. And he's batting, he bats in the middle of their order. He's killing them. <laughs> but it's yeah. not like they have a great replacement or anything like John Get Hicks. Crap out of the ball. Yeah, whatever. You no, know, Seattle was starting Danny Valencia for a while. Yeah. I would say 20 teams have had first baseman, at least 20 with better with yeah, better I, I oh think, yeah, that's I fire. think that's a modest estimate, even. So, yeah, sure. Okay, You're... I'm sorry. Who the heck were we talking about here? No idea. <laughs> uh, Clevenger at Detroit. 
two, I mean, two of his last three starts have been awesome. And right. then there was a bad relief appearance in there that makes it look worse. Uh, but would you start Clevenger I, or Verlander? I don't think I'm, no, 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 no. Verlander's at the, at the Rockies. Still no. Yeah, I think I would. Come on, Verlander. I'm not been starting awesome. people at Coors Field. But he's Verlander. He has been recently, yes. You see his, his, uh, road ERA, by the way, Verlander? No, what is it? Ooh, get ready. It's gonna take me about 10 seconds here. Well, put me on the clock. Can I do it in less than 10 seconds, ladies and gentlemen? Oh, goodness. Come on, internet. I think Justin Verlander's going to miss bats. Even a road ERA is uh, 502. <laughs> 502. Oh, sorry, what was it? 502. Image right at the buzzer. <laughs> 276 at home, 502 on the road. Still starting him. All right. I'm not. All right, guys. Fringy starting pitchers part two. Sabathia against Cleveland. Eikhoff against Atlanta. Kyle Freeland against Arizona. Lucas Giolito. Probably talking about him. Against Tampa Bay. Ariel Miranda at Baltimore. And they say anybody that tickles your fancy? Um, I could see starting Eikhoff or Giolito. Giolito's been interesting. I, I don't think he's been good enough to for me to recommend adding him across the board. Four strikeouts in each of his first two starts, but um, 14, I think he had 12 20. swinging strikes in this one. Uh, probably 12 on Baseball Reference and 14 on ESPN. Okay, well, <laughs> in that range, more than double-digit swinging strikes, you'd expect more than four strikeouts Yeah, for mm-hmm. the number of innings he pitched. And uh, the walks were up, but he didn't allow any runs, so... I'm keeping an eye on him. Okay. Lucas Giolito, 50% owned. And in deeper leagues, Doug Fister. Doug Fister doing some good stuff lately. Uh, Miguel Gonzalez, he's at the Yankees, Fister. Miguel Gonzalez is at Minnesota. Kendall Graveman is at the Angels. It's been pretty solid. Uh, Bartolo Colon has the White Sox. Jarrell Cotton is at Seattle. Kyle Gibson has the Royals, who haven't scored in 34 innings. Ryan Merritt is at the Yankees. Anyone, uh, Tickle your fancy? <laughs> I guess the most interesting to me, uh, for again like in a deeper league, it's a Gonzalez or Graveman. We've seen Gonzalez do this every once in a while where he goes like a month where he's just somehow kind of good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those are probably the two. Uh, I like Fister in a similar way if he wasn't at the Yankees. I don't trust that at all. Oh, Bird's going to homer but- off of him. But Fister's velocity, I mean, he's not a velocity guy, first of all, but he used to be a good fantasy pitcher. He used to be a good real-life pitcher, and his velocity is back to where it was in those days and not where it was the last couple years. So somebody to keep an eye on. Heath, I can't wait to argue next year when you're gonna, we're going to argue about Greg Bird, and you're going to say, his career numbers are this and this and this, and I'm going to say... You gotta, you can't count 2017. He's playing hurt. We're gonna, that's gonna happen a lot. I, I don't think that's gonna happen because the Yankees are gonna sign Eric Cosmer and he's not going to have a place. No, they're not. So. Greg Bird, Greg Bird. I think they're more likely to sign Moustakis. That, yeah, maybe. They, Can uh, you imagine Moustakis as much pull, as much as he pulls the ball, as much as he elevates the ball? Like he's, he's tailor made for Yankee Stadium. He's going to set the Royals single season home run record if they could score again. Will he set and the Yankees? Then he's going to set the Yankees yeah, single season home run record. 62 next year. Okay, get him in a keeper league right now, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> so, um, 
I'd rather read emails than do today's matchups. But if I could look, take a look, would you start Lucas Sims? I would not. I got a I got a question about matchups yeah. and uh, information because it's somebody we've talked about the last two weeks because of his matchups this week, and now we don't even know if he's going to start. Who? And that's Ulysses Chassin. He's supposed uh, to have two good home matchups. <clears throat> he's got some kind of weird hand swelling thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. I don't even know if he's going to pitch. He's supposed yeah. to face the Giants tonight. He would be a start if he if he pitches, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, I would think if they weren't going to start him, they would have, you know, that would at least say TBD. It wouldn't have him listed there. So, you know, lineups lock late today. Uh, that's a 10 p.m. game, so they're not going to lock that late. But, oh, well, it doesn't matter because you can, whatever. First game's not till 7, so, you know, we have time to find out if there's anything going on with Shasin. I would think by 7 we'd hear something. All right, so then I don't think there are that many questionable ones. I think there's some obvious calls, but would you start Trevor Williams and or Mike Montgomery as the Pirates are at the Cubs? No. I would start Montgomery. Austin Pruitt, Ian Kennedy? Um, Pruitt shut no. out tonight? I don't think I could do that. Daniel Gossett, Andrew Heaney? No, no, no. A little tempted by Heaney, but not enough. Jeff Samarja at the Padres. Yep. Sure. Okay. All right, let's read emails. Fantasy Baseball at CBSI.com. Alex from New York City. I'm in first with saves. I have Holland and Colome. I'm going to sit Holome. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to sit Holland. Adam is not perfect. I'm going to sit Holland. Game of Thrones was way too long last night. Uh, way too late. Which of the following closers should I pick up over Holland this week? Dyson, Viscaino, or McGee. Or I could start Luke Weaver instead. Yeah, start Luke Weaver. Should have just read that part. Yeah, yeah, but of those closers, I trust Viscaino the most. Agreed. From Miles, is Addison Russell worth a stash in a head-to-head categories league? Segura is my current shortstop, and I'm losing faith. I could also pick up Albies, Crawford, Story, Galvis, or Swanson. I just keep starting Segura. Me too. Yeah, but if you're going to stash someone, maybe stash Albies. See where this goes. Uh, from yeah, Nick. Maybe. Nick wanted a pat on the back. I picked up Byron Buxton today, and I won by 11. Please pat me on the back. He picked him up yesterday. Good job, Nick. Yesterday. Good pat. <laughs> That's not a pat. Very what hard you, pat. What are you, you have a very with? hard back. Ouch. What are you hitting him with? <laughs> Josiah from Pennsylvania. Zach Godley dropped in my 12-team head-to-head categories league. Quality starts instead of wins. Should I drop any of these for Zach Godley? McHugh, Castillo, Peacock, Morton, Hendricks. Oh gosh, I know. Yeah, right? you could drop. You, you could you drop, drop McHugh. all of them. Well, you, you could, mm, who would I drop most? Who would I You're drop? Right, most? it's tough to tough to decide here. McHugh, like, they're, they're all they all should be owned. Godley is my favorite of all six of these pitchers. So yes, you okay. have to figure out a way to get him on your roster. I'm thinking Morton More, over yeah. McHugh. It's between the two Astros pitchers for me. Well, there's three Astro pitchers yeah, there. It's between Morton and McHugh, but I'll say Morton. I think Brian from Los Angeles is doing an eeny, meeny, miny, mo, uh, like parody. Heaney, Cece, Harvey, Cueto, rank these pitchers on your show. If I holler, let me know. Heaney, Cece, Harvey, Cueto. Hmm. I will rank them. Cueto, Sabathia, 
Harvey Heaney. Sure. Sure. Glucose Goblin says, Dear Huey, Dewey, and Louie, do I drop Brandon Belt for Dominic Smith in a head-to-head categories keeper league? Yes. Quickly. Okay. (laughs) Hyde Ron, Hyde Park Ron, excuse me, Hyde Park Ron, dropped Matt Carpenter for Reese Hoskins. What do you think? Um, I don't know that I can get behind dropping Matt Carpenter. If he was honestly the worst player you had, then I guess it's fine. I mean, Carpenter's kind of like Miguel Cabrera, except not as extreme, where we like the batted ball tendencies, but just still hasn't gotten the season on track the way we think he should. I would not do that. This is from our last email. is from Rob in New Jersey. Dear Billy, Sweet Lou, and Stump. Yankees managers. I'm in first okay. place in a head-to-head categories league. I'm guaranteed to buy playoffs. My playoffs don't start until next week. I'm getting sick of waiting for Cargo and Aroldis Chapman to turn it around. I'm also concerned about <laughs> slumping Domingo Santana. Should I be patient and hold on to them or go for Josh Bell on the waiver wire? I was willing to drop Cargo two months ago. So that one I can at least get behind. Uh, I've been in a similar spot with Domingo Santana where I keep feeling like maybe I could upgrade, but maybe he's about to get hot again and the options aren't obviously better on waivers. So I've kind of stuck it out with him and Chapman. Just depends how scarce saves are in your league. If I, I do think he'll be the, uh, the closer again eventually, but you know, if, if like a Blake Trinan is out there, then clearly Saves are available on your waiver wire, and I don't know that you necessarily have to hold on to Chapman. Okie dokie. Uh, that's it for the show. Thank you, everybody. This is Fantasy Baseball Today. We'll be back tomorrow. See you. See ya. See ya. See ya.